0: Not sure what to expect or how to navigate the interview process? Want to make sure your personal statement hits the mark? AMSA's new program, Applied Match Preparation, or AMP, has been created just for you. Get personalized, one-on-one assistance from a team of experts and get ready to shine during the application process. Visit amsa.org slash amsa amp to get started today. Leaving your personal statement to the last minute will lead to a frantic search for the right topic, and in turn, not your best work. So how can you stay on top of your game throughout medical school? Welcome to the AMSA AdLib Podcast, where you'll hear from med students and experts alike. I'm your host, Christine Camizio. Many of the timelines you'll see out there place preparing for your residency application in your third year of medical school. But waiting to think about starting on your application materials until then could mean you're missing out on getting the most out of a meaningful experience that took place in your earlier years. We spoke with Corbo O'Connor, one of AMPS's Applied Match Preparation, or AMP, program coaches who frequently works with medical students during the residency application process.
1: My name is Corb O'Connor. I uh, have been an entrepreneur for the last uh, six years and now um, have have done a little of both, best of both worlds and also work now uh, for a bank uh, in the IT side, but where I got my training was uh, in economics and in political communication. And, of course, a lot of people nowadays think that's an oxymoron of political communication, but uh, the idea is that it's it's a a morph between political science and journalism. So I spent a, a lot of my time when I wasn't uh, working in journalism working for uh, small businesses uh, writing and, and editing.
0: We wanted to find out how medical students can start that thought process earlier than the third year of medical school, without the added burden. So, Corb, what is the benefit to begin thinking about the residency application, in particular the personal statement, before that third year mark?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the students we work with um, in with the with the association are figuring out. They say, "Okay, I have to write this the 750 word essay. What do I talk about?" And they really haven't thought about these past three years as. A, a story or reduce down uh, their past three years to a story and so what I think is is helpful um, is for students to be thinking about these experiences that we're having along the way and doing what really good writers do and that is writing a lot of disjointed paragraphs so um, you know a lot of people when they sit down to, to write it they think about people writing a newspaper column or an article about uh, any topic you think about it as they sit down, they write it, they go to sleep, they wake up, they edit it, they send it to somebody, and they publish it. But really, a lot of the best columns have come out of, I wrote this paragraph a few months ago when I was really excited about something, or I was really mad about something. Um, and and then take that paragraph and, you know, and I think I want to expand on that now that it's been a few months, and I'm going to take this other paragraph and put it together. and And really having those kinds of collection of short stories um, are really help to tell a story about what it is that you want in this fourth year of of your medical school journey. So having those experiences is really important and then writing about them as you go through the experiences and and maybe taking some time even to reflect back on your past writing can be really helpful.
0: Mm -hmm. I think one of the most difficult parts can be settling on a topic. Uh, What kinds of experiences exactly should be standing out to med students along the way?
1: I think there's there's three things that you really want to be looking for. Uh, One is experiences that that showcase you and diversity. And it's purposely broad. So this might be you experiencing the diversity of the world. This might be you as a really diverse person in a non-diverse community or in a non-diverse workplace. And what that experience was like, what you learned from it. This might also be an experience where you were the one watching diversity happen or an encounter with diversity. I think a second experience that's, that might be important is those that stretch your comfort. When you get those assignments that really make you think and make you work hard and make you wonder, at the very beginning you say, I've done a lot of things in my life, but I don't even know where to start with this one. Think about that experience as you're going through it or right after it happens and look back and say, what did I do? What did people around me do? How did people react? What did I learn? So those that, that stretch your comfort zone. I would say the third one would be, you know, those experiences where you are focused in the moment, where you aren't thinking about how am I going to capture this experience in my journal or how am I going to capture this in two years or any year in my um, personal statement. But I, you know, that was just the best time of my life because I was just really, I was right there. I was right there with that patient. I was right there with that mentor. Or maybe even I was right there just doing my job in that part-time job I had working at a hotel when this encounter happened and, and I it called all these skills to mind and or I just reacted. I just did this and I did that and I saw this transformation. I think those are the three kinds of experiences that really lead to really great personal statements and, and journals as well. So, ones about those with you in diversity, those that really stretch you, and those moments where you're not thinking about anything, you're really focused in the moment, but le- later you look back and go, man, that was, I was in my zone. That's, that's where I want to be.
0: Yeah, you talk about those wow kind of moments that a student has, uh, from there, what should a student be thinking about and reflecting upon from that experience? Like, how can a student capture that moment in a meaningful way?
1: Yeah, so I think there's two parts to that. One is, what are the things that you could be reflecting on? And the second is, how do you capture it? So uh, let me take, what what do you reflect on first? And I, I think the first thing you want to do is is capture what happened, just maybe it's just a sentence, Um, maybe it's, it's a, it's a audio message to yourself, a sort of a time capsule. Um, and, and it's just something that you, uh, how am I going to explain this to my significant other, to my kids, to, um, a friend, to my parents? You shouldn't going to go like, you know, Honey, I had the neatest thing today. I was doing this when such and such happened, and then this happened, and it was so cool. And you're not thinking about, man, I – well, maybe you are, but hopefully not – thinking about, man, I better prove to my wife that I know all about leadership and teamwork and collaboration. No, no, no. You're just – you're. I mean, maybe those are the kind of conversations that, that people have. I, I try not to do that with my wife, but <laughs> I'm just focused on – this awesome storytelling at dinner. And, and maybe I try to put it, put some jokes in there. Maybe I, I just, but I really want to just take that person on the other end of the, the line or the writing with me into that experience. I'm thinking about as much imagery as I can. I'm thinking about as much quotes as I can. And I'm, I'm thinking about what is the big picture of all of this? And, and what is going to be, maybe at the very end, I'm thinking, what's going to be different because of this thing that I did or that happened to me today. Now, the second piece is how do you capture it? Um, you know, I had a professor uh, several years ago who said uh, that he journaled every night. And when I thought about that, I thought, well, that's that's intimidating. For some reason, I had this, this thought in my head that journaling meant you sat down with you and a pen and a book for 30 minutes, and you did your thing. And, and he said, you know, that's certainly... Uh, an interesting way to journal, and and he said, sometimes I do that. He said, but when I was trying to form this habit, I told myself I would write a sentence. All I had to do was write one sentence, and he said, you can't ever write just one sentence. Some nights, he said, I, I would, and I would say, I wrote my sentence. I'm done, <laughs> and, and he said, but a lot of times, I'd write my sentence, and I'd go, well, I better clarify what I mean. Well, I better expand on that. Well, and he said, then I would look up and I had written a page, and, and I think when we're journaling, we have we're not thinking about this to send to anyone. Maybe you will. Uh, maybe you'll you'll be so proud of it, or or you know you'll you'll fine tune it. You know, my wife had this experience with um, privilege, and she was just had this really impassioned Facebook post that she wrote to someone. I said we should save that. She said, what are we going to do to save that? I'm not going to save it. Well, of course I saved it. Uh and then I it turns out a, a year later she had a different experience. I said, You should put that into that article. I didn't write an article. I said, Well, you wrote a thousand-word Facebook post. Uh it's an article. And and lo and behold, a year later she polished the whole thing together, sent it off, and won seventy five bucks in an essay contest. So, you know, there's there's a lot can happen uh from these writings if we just remember to save them or we just remember to record that little audio message to ourselves. Um and and you know maybe audio is easier for you and you know, with your different language skills maybe it's just more fun, um, but but those are the things that I would be I would be thinking about.
0: So now, ideally, a student has this big, long, beautiful, ongoing log of their experiences over uh, over the years in medical school. And you mentioned looking back and revisiting those reflections over time. How would one go about that? Like, what what should uh, like, what should someone be looking for when revisiting those past entries?
1: I think it would be interesting um, to be clear. I, I don't do this on a regular basis, and I wish I did. So uh, I'm not up. I'm not up on a tree, uh, t- sort of with the best plan. Uh, but but I think I think one thing that would be kind of fun to do is to go back and and think of it like you're tagging that journal article. If I had to capture this in a word or two or three, what would I what would I call this? So if you're doing this electronically, right? You might have uh, by the end of this. Let's let's say that you only have seven or eight, um, you know, different journal entries, and they're probably labeled by date on your computer. But the date may or may not be important. I'm not saying delete that, but maybe we start to categorize those uh, in in broad brushstrokes, and then we come back to them and and we we start to think, Gosh, I I wrote this thing back last March. What was that about? What would? How would I characterize that in a word or two? Put that in the file name. Put that in the file. And then by hopefully, you know, uh, sometime, right, whether you're starting now and you have to do your personal statement in a few weeks, uh, whether you're starting uh, now and you've got three years ahead of you, it doesn't matter the quantity. It matters how usable that information is for you. If you capture four really great experiences and... Those four are the ones that make it into your personal statement? Wonderful. If you capture four and you put a fifth one into your personal statement, that's just fine too. Nobody will know what's there. I'd say if you're more of a pen and paper kind of person, uh, there is a, a, a company out there that makes these notebooks that you can pull pages in and out of and rearrange them. Uh, And they're just a lot of fun because their paper has this special hole punch where you literally get the joy of ripping a page out of your notebook and then you can put it right back in in a different place. And that might be another way to to think about journaling, where your journal isn't chronological, your journal becomes categorical. And later on, when you want to give it to your your kid or your grandkids and they find it, right, they can put it back in order and tell the story of, of grandpa's life. But for you right now, we want this to be useful for you. Um, I will say, by the way, that is an added benefit of, of journaling, is to really have that experience, right? Imagine if you could look at your grandfather's or grandmother's thoughts when they were in medical school, when they were in college. Uh, that would scare you, maybe. But, you know, how fun that would be. And maybe maybe that's the audience that you're writing to. When you don't know, why am I doing this? Maybe that can be the motivation for you.
0: How do you take those reflections and put them into action? You
1: have to remember is that this personal statement is not to talk about how great you are. It's not to get them to hire you. This is all about a match. And I think that's the number one word that we have to keep in the, in the back of our mind As we write anything. We are writing to one person and we are writing about a match. We have to be balancing arrogance and humility and we want to be answering four questions. The four questions that we want to be answering and these come from uh, a colleague of mine, John Molitor, and he says, uh, at the University of Michigan, he says, why are you interested in this specialty? Number two, what are you looking for in a program? Number three, what will you bring to the program? And number four, are there any unique characteristics that you have? So why are you interested in this specialty? Remember... We don't want to necessarily write a, an essay that could we could switch the name and the medical school would have no idea, right? This isn't why you want to be a doctor. This isn't uh, why you, you had this experience where you got hurt in third grade and you had this wonderful doctor and you want to be just like him, right? This is why are you interested in this very specific specialty. Uh, what are you looking for in, in, in a program in general? These are the kind of things that you'll never see written on a program website, but that you know by talking to people or or you just know in your DNA, it's really important to me that I work in a program where they value this or where this happens or where the people around me believe this about medical care that I believe. Um, what are you bringing to our program? Those are those experiences that we've talked about that have really shaped you and, and those what is it that, that's going to be different because of the experience? It's not just about a great story that you're sharing. It's not showing that you're a great writer. The goal is what you're going to bring. And then the unique characteristics that you have. And those are those things that showcase you in diversity. And diversity of thought, diversity of being, uh, diversity of activities that you've been a part of. All focused on that match.
0: Uh, and putting them into action, are there any challenges you consistently see in that process uh, that med students should be looking out for?
1: One of the things that a lot of students have mentioned uh, in their personal statements that I've seen is about how they've been the elected leader of this organization, or they, they took on a leadership role in that organization. And We all take on leadership in our own way. But what is the, what is the outcome of that leadership? The reader is not necessarily interested in you as the leader of the student body or you as the leader of the medical student association. What they want to know is what did you either learn from that experience or what did you bring to that experience? Because it gives them a foretaste of what's going to be different when you're on their in their program. So what is it not only that, that you um, – did as student body president or student association president? What is it that you were able to, you brought all these people together, this diverse thought, um, you showcased the process that you went through in a, in a concise way, but how is that different than anybody else and anybody else's experience? And, and that can sound intimidating because a lot of times we'll push back and be like, this is great, congratulations on your election from two or three years ago, but what did you do? And the accomplishments can seem small, but what we want to be focused on is why does the reader care about that, and what is it that you're really going to be bringing to their program?
0: AMSA AdLib is brought to you by the American Medical Student Association. I'm your host and the producer of today's episode, Christine Camizio. Joshua Caulfield is the show's executive producer, and Dr. Joey Johnson is AMSA's national president. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening. If you've been enjoying AMSA AdLib so far, please let others know about the show by giving it a rating in iTunes. Just visit amsa.org adlib for quick links to our reviews page, or you can just search for AMSA AdLib in the iTunes store. And don't miss any upcoming episodes. Be sure to subscribe today.